on your rich And welcome back to the Coaching Couch Podcast. I am here with the usual suspects, owner and operator, Coach Manny. I almost burped into the mic. What's up, guys? <laughs> and fitness consigliere. That's one way to start it. Cameron Hudson. Hello, hello. Oh, listen, man. I, we have we have some great uh, content for you guys this week. I'm very happy to be uh, sitting in the driver's seat uh, this week. But before we get started, uh, I'd like to uh, run through our sponsors, as always. So we're going to go with uh, active eyewear. Listen, if you're in the business of wearing... Um, Shades while you work out. If you're an avid cyclist like myself, uh, you can head over to Active Eyewear. Type in the code Jason10US. That'll get you a little discount code. Um, if you are into athletic wear, all right, you can only wear the best, right? The creme de la creme, as they say. Uh, head over to Virus International and type in code Jumpman10. Get yourself some uh, some swag and a discount off of uh, your boy Jumpman. Uh, I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, you know, we were talking off of off air and uh, we got into a pretty deep conversation about uh, ethical versus unethical or slash more ethical. Um, and, you know, this conversation can kind of go down several different avenues. But, um, you know, the conversation I was having with Manny and Cam uh, took like a little bit of a, a, you know, a turn. And I and they kind of opened up my eyes to a few different things. So. I'm going to open up the floor and and, uh, and let these guys, uh, you know, talk about what we were speaking uh, off air. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, Jay and I were talking about uh, this. W- I always get these thoughts pretty much uh, post-workout. We'll call them uh, post, post-workout clarity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I cannot say that with yeah, a straight face. Yes. Uh, um, the PC version. Yeah. Yeah. So these are just thoughts that I get uh, as soon as the workout ends. And uh, I can't stop thinking about it. So I was thinking about um, I have a meeting up with a client this weekend who has got, you know, like a pass of uh, injuries and uh, things like that. And, um, you know, I've yet to run like the movement screen and all that other stuff. But I always like to think of all the different situations, you know, with this prospective client, like, you know, what if they want this, but I think they want that, you know, is mm-hmm. it ethical to give them what they want? Well, the, you think that they need something different than what they want? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, let's say if, uh, you know, you have a client that wants uh, CrossFit group classes, but after an assessment and, you know, that whole bit, you know that the CrossFit group classes or whatever group classes you run is not the best option for them. You know, maybe they'll put themselves at risk and that you have a better solution for them. Is it ethical to continue selling them or allowing them to participate in something that you know would not benefit or even be detrimental to them? And I thought about it, like, man, is that ethical? Well, you know, if you ask me right now with everything that I know about, um, you know, trying to fix someone and, and what someone needs, I would say, no, like, that's not ethical. Like, I, I couldn't sell someone who I knew would benefit more from, um, you know, like a more private style, slower training. Yeah, there, there, there's no way that I can sell them on that. But if you would have asked me like five years ago, before I knew this stuff, I'd say, oh, you know, like, we'll just make it work. We'll make it happen. And the only difference between me now and five years ago was was what I know now. So then I started thinking, like, oh, man, is what, could a potential difference between uh, ethical and and and, and um, unethical, is it, could part of it be, like, lack of knowledge? Yeah, I was going to ask that question. Is that based off of, like, you know, is there more, you have more information now than you did five years ago? Or is there something that happened within you that kind of uh, influenced your moral compass? Yeah, I mean, I, I know for me, I think it was more like the knowledge because I always want to do the best by people. You know, I mm-hmm. don't think about money's usually like the last thing that I think about because a philosophy of mine since starting the business was that if I do all the right things, like the money's going to come. You yeah. know, so I don't really think about, man, I got to make the sale. To me, like, I just, I just got to do the right thing. If I keep doing the right thing, man, everything else is going to take care of itself. You know, um, you know, but five years ago, I didn't know a lot of the stuff that I know now. So, you know, I would have looked at Manny from five years ago and been like, man, like, what an idiot. Like, that is not ethical what you did. Like, you shouldn't have sold that person group classes when that person needed personal training. He needed a specific, more rehab and corrective style program mm-hmm. that now the Manny of today knows how to do. But would it make you unethical if there was ignorance? Like, if you simply well, just didn't have the knowledge lack, yeah, to, like, make that decision, yeah, it's not your fault. Now, if you make the decision 
And there's levels, like we were talking before the show was like, there isn't like a straight answer. It, it depends on like the situation, but you having more knowledge now doesn't necessarily mean that you were a bad guy before, that yeah. you're trying to fuck people over, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that, that was like the big Now, question. if you had even like a little bit of that knowledge and you were like, nah, like, I know this person's not going to do the personal training because it's too expensive. I need the money. I know he's probably going to get hurt, but it, hopefully I can stretch it out for as long as possible, get a few hundred bucks from him. Now that's unethical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. even you saying that, I almost got reactive. Like, who the fuck would do that? <laughs> hey, do you, think, like, do you think ethics kills kills business or businesses? Oh, man. Like, I mean, now we could go into a... Depends on the business, we really. We could go into a whole nother tangent, right? Like, yeah. we've seen a lot this year of corporations speaking up about, you know, different politic or political issues and stuff like that and social mm-hmm. issues and then some not yeah. and then some taking an opposite stance mm-hmm. and then we see how all of that plays out right and it's like i'm sure there's business i don't know any off top of my head but like i'm sure businesses have been hurt by taking a minority stance right so if like the majority of people feel a certain way they kind of go the other way I'm sure that there's been examples of people being like, well, fuck this business. And then boycotting, right. Yeah. Just kind of shutting it down. I don't know if on the other side of like, what was the video I sent you a long time ago? It was from, um, I think it was like a barstool sports thing, <laughs> but he was like, they were making fun of companies um, for pride month mm-hmm. and how they, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't they have like a pride uno. That no, like so it was like, it was like, he was like sitting at a computer. He's like, yo, check out this new hoodie from some company. Only $700 and it's like rainbow colored, <laughs> which was like great that they were bringing, you know, like awareness to like pride and stuff. But then you dig, it's like, well, where did that fucking money go? You know, like, what is the point of it? Yeah. And it was just a ploy for them to like market towards what people wanted. Mm-hmm. It's not like they were like, hey, we're going to charge you extra for this hoodie and then 15, 20% is going to go to charity yes. supporting, you know, this community, mm-hmm. which would be awesome. That would be a great thing, but they weren't doing that. That was the whole premise of the video was um, him just going on about these examples of, of situations like that. Well, yeah, yeah well, which is actually, so yeah, it's actually yeah. so disgusting and, and, and really unethical. So it's yeah. like, Hey, we're, we're, we're using this to, to guys as rather we're, we're using this to seem ethical but actually this is all rooted in pure and utter greed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, don't get it twisted. People, people are in those positions in those big corporations for a reason. For They're a reason. fucking smart, right? Like whether I agree with it or not, like I'm sure it works. That's why they keep doing it. That's why they <laughs> yeah. keep doing it. So, you know, I'm not going to knock them, you know, to that degree, but like, but my- yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be nice if everybody was just honest and just kind of like did their thing, but you know, that's not the world that we live in. So now we're talking about how us, you know, on a smaller scale can be more ethical. My, my question to is. Bring, to bring it full circle because we went <laughs> we went way, way off track. Can you be successful and ethical? Yes. Can, oh, yeah. can that happen simultaneously? Because I, I speak to a lot of people and I feel like most people believe that you cannot be successful if you have like legit. If you don't operate in the gray. Yeah, man, because like you, you have to think about it. Um, there's a gray area in, in everything. And I feel like every person who is successful has bent the rules a little bit. Yeah. Could you anybody who knows anything about life? Right. There's there's that gray area. Right. Now, how 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 long you decide to stay in that gray area, what you do in that gray area and what you perceive to be unethical versus ethical? Because somebody can say, like, it's almost like um like law enforcement has a gray area, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you if you are a narcotics uh, you know, officer, you have to get a confidential informant, right? So you get a confidential informant, but how are you like what makes you that sure that this person every every piece of information that he's giving you or she's giving you is 1000% solid. They may have an agenda, right? They may have a gripe with somebody and then they're using this person as like bait. And then kind of sending you in one way and actually doing something else. Mm. So it's like you always hear stories of like uh, there's a guy that I, I interviewed one time and um, 
You know, he was just, he was a, he was a go-getter. He was a very proactive guy. And, like, one of the stipulations of his unit is that he couldn't go outside of these, like, four walls to, to uh, get an arrest. But he was such a go-getter that he, you know, was, was he completely over the line or was, like, the right side of the street still considered in this area? He ended up getting jammed up for it. So it's, like, it, it's, a, hard, it's a hard thing to navigate through if you're trying to be, like, the best of the best because you kind of come to a crossroads where, like, if, if I do this, it'll get me here. But is it 100% sound, like, ethically? Yeah, well, and that's, it, that's open and for then it's like, what's the timeline? Because I think, why do people cut the corners or bend the rules or operate in the gray in the first place? Mm-hmm. Well, lack of patience, right? They want a more instant sat- gratification of yeah. something. Like, if somebody in law enforcement knows that, like, hey, this dude over here is a bad dude, but maybe I don't have enough to arrest him yet, mm-hmm. but I know that this is over here, if I can just figure out a way to grab that, then I can grab him mm-hmm. and the means will justify the end. Yes. Right. Yes. So I think that's probably where a lot of people get caught up is now they have the best of intentions to do something right. Mm-hmm. But does that then make it ethical? And I would say no. No. Right. Because the example that we were talking about before is like murder. Right. Like if I know that someone is. Let's say that I deem somebody a threat. And I think that if this person stays alive, they're going to kill dozens and dozens and dozens of people. I like this analogy you're about to say. So I kill that person. Mm -hmm. Well, murder is still unethical, Yes. right? But in my mind, I had the best of intentions. I wasn't trying to be malicious just to fucking kill somebody just to kill somebody. I was thinking that I was going to save all these other people. I think, I mean, in the law, I think that's what happens a lot, right? Is like, yeah, you mean well, but like it doesn't quite work out the way that it should have. Yeah. You yeah. know, who gets to deem what is ethical versus unethical? Well, I mean, I think no one really can. I think you can just argue till you're blue in the face about yeah, I, it. I feel like that's open to interpretation. <laughs> I mean, it changes it, from situation to situation. Yeah. Right? And like here we are talking about it, but like who are we to, to make this like claim? as to like on a grand scale of what's ethical or unethical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, it's situation by situation. And I think, right. Because I not, think you have to play out the scenarios entirely to then look back. So if we're talking about the murder example, it's okay. Well, like I know I'm doing this to do this, but at the root, is that still good? Or is there another way, right? Like if I think that Manny is going to kill a bunch of people, do I have to kill him or are there other options available to me to still get the end result that would it's be in the parameters of being slope. ethical, right? So like I know Jay, he works in law enforcement. So maybe I call Jay and I'm like, yo, I got a bad feeling about Manny. He's going to do some fucked up shit. Take him out. And we need to do <laughs> something about him. it. So now I'm going through the proper channels. So maybe Jay has a CI, you know, follow you or become friends with you or whatever. And like, it's this ongoing thing, and that's where the patience part comes in. Mm-hmm. Because I killed him because I would I wasn't willing to wait. But if I'm patient, I go through the right channels. Now maybe we catch Manny telling this CI like, "Hey, yeah, I'm gonna fucking kill a lot of people, you know, and here's how I'm gonna do it." And then now we have boom. Okay, Jay can go in, make the arrest. You're behind bars. Everything's good. Yeah. What was that? What was that? Uh, that phrase that you used before we got on air. Uh, damn, what's that shit called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in philosophy, they call yeah, it philosophy uh, consequentialism. So yes. it's, it just it's like, explain that to the people. What's, what's the right answer? Do I kill one person to save a thousand yes. or a thousand to save one? Kill a thousand to save one. Yes. Well, I so, don't know. <laughs> right? Like, but that's open for interpretation. Yeah. And exactly. Now, and it like, it becomes, what are the motives? What do you think is going to happen as a result of, of either scenario? If I kill one person and I'm saving a thousand... And then the argument goes into like, well, what are those thousand people providing for the community at large, mm-hmm. right? Like, are they working? Are they contributing to society? Yes. All right. Well, then we have to keep them. And yeah. then some people would argue that like, are they well, if they're asset? not, then I'm going to save the one person who is and fucked a lot of them because they weren't really doing anything for society anyways. This is such a slippery slope because then people are start talking about genocide and so on and so forth. Like when you hear, well... I mean, if we look back at history and I'm, yeah, <laughs> I hate bringing up these examples because I, I, I don't because want it to seem ex- like I'm comparing, siding or a comparing, comparing or anything, it, yeah. but like, 
I almost want Manny to bring it up. But if we're looking at like the Holocaust, right? <laughs> you want me to be the bad guy. Yeah, I definitely want you to be the bad guy. But if we're looking at the Holocaust, right? I think if you were to ask yep. Hitler what was going through his mind, yes, he was fucked up. But in his mind, he had rationalized he had it rationalized that it. this was going to solve what he wanted. And that's what's scary, And that wasn't dude. right. And yeah. we know that now. And we knew that then. But you're talking to the guy who had literally brainwashed himself into thinking that that was the solution. And other people. And other and people. Other people you know? So it's like. The influence was, was. Yeah. I mean, and we see it in, in politics at a less severe scale, you know, just when like some sort of idea catches wind. And then it's like, I mean, look what we have with QAnon and stuff like that. Like you have this thing that people can relate to. Mm-hmm. And then they fucking run with it and it becomes like wildfire. And then now seemingly that is like their scapegoat for anything that they do. It's like, well, we did this in the name of justice and freedom. Well, no, you were just an asshole, you know, yeah, like exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. Like I, you stormed the fucking Capitol, but you're a fucking dumbass, you know? So <laughs> I, I believe people use that as like an excuse for their own hidden agenda. And that's why sometimes you got to worry about like ethics in that, in that essence. Cause if you think about, we'll go back to history. Like, Europeans came to the new world, right? And they said, the first thing they said when they landed here is like, I, I, I claim this land for God and country, All right? This existed long before they were here, right? So you're claiming a land that already was occupied and had culture and so we on. We celebrate this shit. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> and like you think about it and it, 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 it kind of, it's, it's crazy. These people came over here and claimed a land that was already occupied and <clears throat> And they had a way of life, and then they 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 used their logic was, oh, I claim it for God and country, and so they put God in the front of that, and then proceeded to murder. Well, once you're backed by the church, man, you can do it. You can do almost you anything you want. I mean, go back even, like just as far, and we're looking at um, fuck, what is what is it called? You know, when like England was going around and conquering everybody, and they did it in the name of like spreading Christianity. Oh, shit. you know, like yeah. colonialism. Yes. yes. You know, so like, it's yeah. like, hey, like we're going to go occupy them because they're savages because they don't believe in God. Well, and they do in their fucking God. Like they goes- have their own culture and, and religion and all that stuff. But that was what you told the public. And then the public was like, well, fuck yeah, they need God. But meanwhile, yeah, right. what, helping. and then it's it goes back ethical. to what Manny was saying. Yeah. It's but like, meanwhile, what are they doing at the top end? Right. You think they're like, yeah, these people really need God. Like we're doing them service. Hell no. <laughs> they were like, they got fucking oil over there. They, they got, got diamonds, all these resources. They got gold. They got all these resources well, back in the day, it was definitely just over like teas and herbs and shit. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> man. They still wanted resources. <laughs> they, still wanted they, resources. Wanted they wanted commodities. Exactly. <laughs> so you have to look at it. It's like there's always, everyone has an angle. I always say that shit. Yeah. Yes. Everyone has an angle. You have to look at what that angle is and what that person is willing to do to get there. And if they're willing to acknowledge their angle. Most so now, are in. That's so now are let's in. Talk, that's the scary part. So now let's talk about like ethical sales, right? Like we talked about a little bit before. It's like if I tell somebody up front, like, hey, here's my position based on your injuries, the movement screen, and everything that I know about you and what your goals are. The group classes are not a good fit for A, B, and C. I think you're going to get hurt. This is the only way that I would feel comfortable working with you. As opposed to just saying like, hey, man, the group's not for you, like personal training. Because now they think that you just want the higher ticket price, mm-hmm. right? Like a thousand bucks versus two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. But like you have to back it up and be like, I mean, I do this, you know, when I when I call people, I'm like, listen, I would love for you to do personal training because I'd fucking make more money. I literally tell them, I'm like, that would be great, but you don't need it. You know, on the flip side, like the group class is perfect for what you need. Yeah. Right. Like now I'm being more ethical because I'm not trying to upsell them just for the sake of upselling them. Mm. But some people are like, you know, they won't tell you why you need personal or why they think that you need personal training. They'll just sell you personal training because it's a higher ticket item. I'm sure this happens when you're buying a car, when you're buying a house. Yeah, well, they give you like a really lame reason. Yeah, you know, and like definitely happens when you go buy a car. And you're you're going to them because they're supposed to be the expert in that space. So you're trusting them. Right. But they're steering you in the wrong direction. You know, if they're just not up front with them, they're being dishonest whether their intention is is there or not. Like maybe they're not trying to fucking rob you blind, but in a way they are. What if $200 is all you have to spend? But then you're like, fuck it, man. Manny said that I need personal training to fix this. So I'm going to put this shit on a credit card knowing damn well that I can't pay it back. It's fucked up. Yeah. You know, but like they trusted you. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, you have a responsibility to to be ethical, quote unquote, with the air quotes, ethical. Yeah, because um, yeah, when it comes down to it, you know, it seems like no one is the authority on ethical versus unethical. It's almost like as a society, we all get together and we do this uh, <laughs> this this uh, fake vote over what we all agree what was ethical versus what wasn't ethical. Oh, it was so funny because I was uh, I was reading something the other day and they were breaking down like the political parties and they were like, at face value, they seem like they're very, very, very different, right? Like if you vote blue, you're on this. If you vote red, you're on this. And they should, they should just be, they have nothing in common. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out like when you dig deeper, like there's like a few key issues that they like, disagree on maybe more than others but like at the heart of it like they're pretty similar yeah and stuff i was watching um oh it was like drain the swamp or something like that a documentary on hbo but they were talking about like trump and stuff like that and they were like fucking biden voted the same as like all these other people that he was saying that he's not on that party you know in his in his history so it's like all right well now we can't even trust you guys because you're doing the same song and dance you know you guys are supposed to be the ones setting the ethics you know and then you have people abusing their power and their their position to do certain things. It's like, all right, well, to your point, who is now the authority to make those decisions? Yeah. And, like, and and then when you think about it, like our government was never created to actually be the authority on on right and wrong necessarily. Well, or, or rather to an extent. You know, there's to there an were, extent. I mean that's why well, I they think were created they, to protect freedoms. Well, and I think that's why they broke it up into three branches, right? To yeah, have the checks and balances, and, balances yeah. and stuff like that, so that one silo couldn't become so powerful on its own that it would dwarf everything else. You mm-hmm. have to have like all these other things in place. And then comes the game of like tilting the scale in your favor on knowing, you know, what justices are going to vote certain ways. So you get them appointed and stuff like that. I mean, it's all a gambit, right? Yeah. It's all a fucking gambit. Do you ever watch house of cards? I used to. Yeah. But wild. now, but it's canceled now. You can't watch it. Really? <laughs> I was, really? I was like, oh. Kevin Spacey. I'm lost. That was a while ago. He's in Hollywood. He's good now. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Oh, shit. Just kidding. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I had watching. stopped watching before that, but yeah, then yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. thing. Because I think now I it's, like, over my head it's and a total different uh, storyline now, right? It's like different actors and everything. I didn't even know what's still going on. I think they made a new one. Really? Yeah. Because oh. obviously he's not involved in it. Maybe he'll just pop in. Yeah. Maybe like just How about R. Kelly, huh? Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, anyways. Um, what were we talking about? No, I mean, dude, honestly, that you know, when, when we started talking about it, I knew it was going to get in-depth because I love the way you guys think, man. I, I feel like you guys. Um, it's very rabbit hole-like. <laughs> it is. It is, but like there's valid points. But it's also necessary to go down the, the rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. Exactly. Some people will go down a rabbit hole and, and they aren't making any valid points. Well, it, it comes back to like what we were talking about before, the lack of patience. If you're not willing to go down the rabbit hole, you're going to make bad decisions. Yes. Yeah. Because the first thing that pops in your mind, you're going to do it without thinking about the consequences or the repercussions of doing such action. But, don't you but if you take a step back and you're like, all right, I'm going to play out, you know, as many scenarios as I can come up with mm-hmm. and then choose the one that best fits you know, what I'm trying to accomplish in the most effective and ethical way, Yeah, chances are you're probably going to do that. I mean, if we look at people who are the most successful, like you were talking about, I don't think that they're fucking impulsive people. No. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the most successful people are the most patient people. Yeah. They fucking just sit. They just let things play out. They watch, observe. They're silent. Yeah. And the people think- who are loud, who just fucking go off the cuff, they're, they're there for a flash, man. And then they fucking disappear. But also, don't you feel like people are afraid of this of getting into the rabbit hole because they might actually come up with a different answer or solution that they had intended? I mean, so now if, if we're sticking with the philosophy stuff, I mean, that's like a yeah. core thing that you should be doing is question everything, right? Yep. Socrates himself. That's like your whole premise is that you should contribute to society, question everything. You should always be this investigative person 
Yes. Thinking about all of your decisions. I think this is what society needs to hear. That and right then there. it goes into, well, if you're not willing to go down the rabbit hole, then you're not willing to self-reflect. And if you're not willing to self-reflect, then you're not going to change anything. If you're not going to change anything, then you're going to be stuck right where you are. And if you're stuck right where you are, then it's going to be a fucking short life and you're going to be fucking miserable. And with that, we end the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mic drop. See you. Thank you. Thank you, Cameron Hudson. I mean, I, I blacked out for a second. Dude, what just happened? But no, that was fucking, <laughs> really, that, use that philosophy degree, buddy. But dude, that, that was that It was just great. comes back sometimes. I feel like people need to hear this, especially right now with this like vaccine mandate. Right. Well, now. yeah. Well, before we jump into that, what were you and I talking about while Manny was with Crystal? We were talking about how people are out of touch with reality, right? Like we're talking yeah. about like the the Cooper test and mm -hmm. and real estate, you know, whatever the estate, case yeah. may be. They haven't done any fucking thought on whatever their situation is, so they think it's one way, and they don't even realize that it's the complete opposite. You know, it's like, well, if you're not willing to even think about it, like, all right, you didn't pass the Cooper test. Why is that? I don't know, man. That fucking guy's stopwatch wasn't working. You no. know, like I ran that mile and a half under 12. Damn right. <laughs> it's like, well, did you think maybe you're just not in shape enough? Maybe you just didn't fucking run enough? And, uh, you know, chances are that that's probably the case. I mean, let's pick on people in the gym, not mm -hmm. just at Northeast. I'm just saying in the gym wherever it is, man, I've been doing this routine, you know, that my coach gave me, whoever that coach is, I've been doing it for three months and mm -hmm. I haven't seen a lick of progress. I wonder why uh, it has to be his fault or her fault. It why? can't be that I'm supposed to be doing, you know, five by five back squat. And I've been doing the empty barbell the whole damn time, which is your warm up weight. Why, why do, why do people do that? Like Manny was saying, they're scared to face whatever that reality is. It is so much easier for it to be someone else's fault. Accountability. Yeah, than your own. Well, you know, like, why isn't my squat going up? I'm squatting. Manny told me to squat, so I'm squatting. Well, what's your, what's your intention while you're doing it? Are you increasing weights? Are you actually working at the necessary effort to get results? Mm -hmm. Well, you're not even willing to ask those questions. Damn, Tito. And Titan's not willing to work on his snoring like I am. I mean, buddy, yeah. I'll show you some exercises after. We'll do some tongue curls. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do that. I have a like a bite block for my snoring. So I have to put it between my teeth. You snore, dude? Yeah, Bro, so fucking bad. It is so bad. So bad. I would but never it's gotten take better. Snore. It has gotten so much better. So I literally was seeing somebody uh twice a week. And for your fucking snoring. So you want to go down the rabbit hole? All right, let's go down the fucking <laughs> rabbit hole. So this guy, um, his fuck, I'm drawing a blank on his last name, but his name Seth. I just call him Seth. But anyways, he's a he's a DPT and he does a ton of other shit. And he's based out of Atlanta. Okay. So I got connected with him through Danny because Danny had met him um, at Dr. Ben House's mm -hmm. Costa Rica retreat because he was a speaker there. So he's a he's a pretty fucking well-known guy. Anyways, he works with like a, a ton of stuff, a lot of psychology usually, mm -hmm. but we would do zoom calls cause he's obviously in Atlanta. So the first thing that we did was he did like an assessment and he wanted to see how my jaw worked, how my tongue worked, my lip seal. What that mouth do though. Yeah, what that mouth <laughs> do bro. It'll work. He said what that mouth do. And then, um, yeah. So he went through all this stuff and like two minutes into us talking, he was like, I'm noticing that you you tilt to the left quite a bit. I was like, really? I'm like looking and I'm like, oh, I don't see it. And I'm like trying to be all fucking upright. And then I started noticing it. So then I'd be in the mirror and I was like, <laughs> I'm like tilting my head, like trying to trying to fix it because I, I felt off. Yeah. So like we started like digging and I knew that I had a couple concussions, you know, in college and stuff like that. I've had my nose broken a few times. Oh. Um, I had surgery on a deviated septum that was supposed to fix it. And so we're going through all the stuff and he's like, normally that stuff does work for a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. But if there's a root issue of your, your not breathing correctly, your tongue's not doing what it's supposed to do. Surgery's not going to fix it. It's going to alleviate some symptoms temporarily, but you're just going to start doing what you were doing before. before yeah. Right. And that's exactly what happened. I had the surgery. I was good for a few months. And then it was like a light switch. I just immediately went back to snoring like a fucking freight train. 
So oh. we spent months doing like all these fucking exercises and I couldn't do a lot of them because the back of my tongue doesn't move in the way that it's supposed to. But he picked up on like all this little stuff and it was really f- annoying and I felt really foolish like standing in front of the mirror and like <laughs> doing my tongue like weird. Yeah. And, uh, and we would come up with like w- weird names. Like so every time I'm in the shower, I have to gargle water, 10 gargles. <laughs> And what I'm doing is I'm, I have to stimulate the back of my throat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and get it moving properly. And are we still talking about all this? The, all the jokes. Yeah. So anyways. Stimulate the back of my so anyways, throat. my tongue naturally uh, goes to my right side. So when I breathe and when I'm asleep, my tongue doesn't sit in the right place. So I literally have to retrain it to go that way. Come to find out. I didn't start snoring. It wasn't like I was just born and I started snoring. Yeah. I started snoring probably around like 11, 12 years old. Really? I fell off of a horse and. Because he's from Texas. He's from Texas. And I got knocked the fuck out. Okay. Woke up, no idea where what I was. Ha- what happened? I fell off in just fucking days. But I fell off on my left side. So I've had some sort of trauma, which I've never had on, you know, side, on yeah. my left side. Ah. So my body tilts so that my left side doesn't have to work as hard. And I've been doing this for over 10 years. Mm. And so now we're talking about like going down the rabbit hole. Well, yeah, I don't want to snore because it's, it's bad for you. I know that it's not good and I know that it's going to shorten my life. <clears throat> and not to mention Danny fucking hates it. <laughs> and so does, an elbow in the middle so, of the night. so does Daphne when we share <laughs> a hotel room and she beats me with a pillow. And yeah, that's that like a fucking bow. And, uh, <laughs> she hit him. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's really embarrassing if I am ever sharing a hotel room with somebody because like I don't want to be the guy that's like fucking. What about snoring. if you're sleeping on a plane, bro? Are you one of those guys that? So now, not so much. No, so I used to fucking rip on this on the plane though, <laughs> and I'll never forget we were coming back from California, <laughs> and my coach comes over to me because he was sitting like three rows up, and he comes over and he fucking shakes me. <laughs> he's like, "Yo," he's like, "I can fucking hear you, and I've got headphones in. Like, you need to stay up." <laughs> And I was like, fuck, man, yeah. that's not good, you know? And, um, but yeah. anyway, so I dove, I went down the rabbit hole and I embraced it. Uh-huh. And a lot of the stuff, like I said, it made me feel uncomfortable. It was annoying to work on and, and stuff like that. And it's not perfect, you know, but um, it's gotten a lot better. But because I was willing to take accountability and to work on those things, but most people aren't. And I neglected it for fucking over a decade. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm like the epitome of what you should be aiming for because it took me. 10 plus years to figure it out and like get on board with it. But how many people are like that also? Yeah. Oh, I've had chronic back pain. All right, well, what are you doing? Well, I just fucking ignore it. I just don't do shit so that it doesn't hurt. I think that's the scary part. Most people don't well, want to. That's no way to live. Yeah. They, you know they, what? They'd what rather happens? deal with that or inconvenience other people. <clears throat> or it's like, <laughs> I have a, I have a saying from, from when we were in high school. That's a, that's a problem for future camera to figure out. And I would say it as like a joke, you know, because we'd get into like some stupid situation knowing damn well that we shouldn't be in it. And I'd just be like, ah, future camera can figure it out. Like I'll deal with the consequences as they come and I'll handle it. Yeah. And I think that that's people's approach to general things. You know, if I have back pain, I'll deal with it when I absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. When I'm so debilitated that I can't fucking stand up, then I'll go seek someone out. You know, it can be. That is, I think, the most accurate way to describe how people view their health yeah. in general. Hey, I will like quit. That is literally the most I'll, perfect way. I'll quit smoking when my doctor tells me I have fucking lung cancer. Yeah. And what did Wait, Jay say before? Late. Well, at that point, well, your mind, you had the intention to quit smoking when it got to be a problem. Yep. But then you had the problem. So you're like, well, fuck it. There's well, nothing I can do then. about it now. Yep. So I might as well just enjoy these cigs. Yep. Yep. It's like, I had a guy. That's tell not me good time. either. It's, it's so dangerous. Uh, there was a guy I used to work with, right? High blood pressure, right? And then I remember going to get breakfast with this dude, and he got like, I mean, fucking sausage, bacon, a, uh, uh, all the bacon, a fucking fried egg with cheese. Sounds like a meat lovers, bro. And I, and I go, dude, you know you got high blood pressure. I said that shit could kill you. He said, well, at least I won't fucking go to hell hungry. And I go, wow. Yeah, that was his logic, bro. That was the rationale. And then right people, there. people, um. People disguise it as like humor, right? Yeah. So like, he, I'm sure he, to an extent, thought that that's he was a morbid joking, joke. You know, yeah, it's a morbid joke, right? So Fuck it's like, yeah. 
It's like, well, at least I'll die happy. It's like, yeah, but you're going to die about 30 years short. That's and then what do you leave behind? Oh, you got kids? You got a mm. wife? You got a job that or a business that you run? You know, like, it's not just about you, man. And so if we're coming back to like the snoring thing, that was a big turning point with why I started doing it is like, you know, I'm with Danny. We're getting married next year. We want to have kids and stuff like that. And it's like, well, I don't want to have kids and fucking die at, at 50. Yeah. You want to be around, see them grow. I'm 32 almost, you know? So it's mm -hmm. like, I want to be around for them as long as I can. Mm -hmm. Or if no kids, at least for Danny, at least for my friends, at least for my family that's around, you know, like and it's not fair to them. So it's, it's a, it's actually, it turns into like a selfish thing, right? Ooh, like we were talking about selfishness <clears throat> earlier. So I get, I mean, really could apply to any example, right? Like, all right, your back hurts. Let's use a, a more common example mm -hmm. instead of snoring, even though I'm sure lots of people snore. Your back hurts. Maybe you're 35. Maybe you just had your first kid. You've got two kids, right? So mm -hmm. will you pretend like you have chronic back pain and you don't work out? I was like, I do have chronic or, back pain. <laughs> and they, but you do stuff about it. So yeah. let's pretend like yeah. you don't. So I guess not even that chronic, but whatever. But me as a super active little kid, right? Chances oh, are she's going to be in some sort of sport. You'd like it to be wrestling because that's mm -hmm. that's your background and that's what you're passionate about. Well, guess what, man? You can't fucking show her wrestling. You can't experience that with her because your back hurts. Yeah. If you get mm -hmm. on the floor and roll with her for a half second, locked up, you're done. Now who suffers? Yeah, Mia does. Mia. Yep. Because she never gets to see that side of you to see how fucking passionate you are about it. So it's not really even just about you fixing your back just for your own good. It's like, all right, well... Now what are the ripple effects? And you have to go down the rabbit hole Ooh, because now it, it it just goes, right? So now you have a third kid. Daphne needs fucking help carrying stuff, you know, whatever, but your back hurts. Who's going to suffer? Yeah. Fucking Daphne, you know? So now it's literally not about you. Like fucking Yoda today, bro. And so you're now you're fire. you're super selfish and you're an asshole. You, know what? You, won't yep. you won't fix it. You get a round of applause for that Thanks. shit, Sam, because you were fucking... <laughs> You are on point today, bro. I made a really good Americana this morning. That's what oh, it is, dude. You are fucking focused. Fucking let me up. Him. I mean, this guy is on point today. Yeah, you made some very, very, very <clears throat> valid points. Yeah, and I really like how it went full circle back to health and fitness, you know, because although we talk about all, all sorts of things and we really go down the rabbit hole on all sorts of different topics, especially, you know, sometimes social and political crap, you know, this is a health and fitness podcast, okay, health yeah. and fitness show. They're all the same. Yeah. They're all the same. I mean, how many how many times have we had a conversation about we watch people in the gym and it's like what you do in the gym is a direct reflection of what you do outside of the gym. Yeah. If you take the easy way out, I bet you take the easy way out at work, at home. If uh, you cut uh, reps, I'm guaranteeing you do some shit that you shouldn't be doing. Manny has a saying, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and it's and how, how you work out tells me everything about, about you as you. a person. Yeah. And then everything. Let's, let's assume that you're on the on the good side. You're somebody who goes down the rabbit hole. You want to fix things. You hold yourself accountable. You're not selfish. Yep. I well, bet you fucking see progress every goddamn day you're in the gym. Yeah. And if you don't, you're figuring out why. And if, yeah. you're, and you're, if you're a fucking rep shaver, we know, mother. Oh, no. No, we definitely know. Like, 100% I know <laughs> I all know. the rep shavers. <laughs> I know. And, and it's just a tough for our, one. So, I mean, that's a, that's, one, two, that's two, a really easy uh, psychological thing. So, I mean, I'm dealing with it right now with someone. And a rep shaver? Why do people yeah. rep shave? Please, okay. but in this, in I don't want to go too deep into rep. I, I, no, because deep thing in this situation, um, it's it's a tricky one mm. because this particular person, I don't know how to say this without like really blowing up. No one's gonna know who this is, but they they clearly struggle with stuff outside the gym. Mm. They have a ton of emotional baggage. And from what little glimpse I've had into their life, I know they got a lot of stuff going on. Going on, okay. Therefore, they mean well. They try to work hard, but like they see other people doing stuff and they feel left behind. Cue the the shaving of the reps or just skipping stuff altogether. Oh. This was the example. You were here for it the other day. I go out. This person was supposed to be running. I go out and they just skipped the run mm -hmm. and tried and they're not trying to be malicious. So some people shave reps just for a competitive thing, just to yeah. be like, I'm the fucking best. This person just doesn't want to be embarrassed. You know, so it, it's uh -huh. it's deeper than that. Ego? So it's not a um it's not this thing to be like, I'm the king of the castle. 
And it's not they don't because they're lazy either. No, they fucking work. You know who I'm talking yep, about. Yep, I know who yep. you're talking so about. So this person will, if if they're working, dude, they'll fucking, they'll die for you. They'll fucking go. But they'll also, you know, they don't want the other people in the class mm. to look down on them. And they have some really big insecurities and it comes out that way. So part of what they do to kind of blend in is they'll skip or shave reps to stay with the majority. Yeah, to just not stick out because they stick out now the other, other ways in life. Now, other end is people shave reps just to be like, oh, I feel compete you in this workout or like, oh, I put up a competitive time. Ooh. And I think yeah, that's, that's an a thing. That's an, that's ego, an ego thing. thing. Okay. You know, so that's where I think like the rep shaving, you have to, um, again, go down the rabbit hole a little bit and try to understand why they're doing it. Because, you, I mean, you have a few options. You can call them out. You can talk to them after class. You know, there's there's multiple ways to handle the situation. Now, let me ask. I'm but, if somebody, but if somebody's dealing with it from like an emotional standpoint where like the person that I was talking about, uh -huh. calling them out is literally the worst thing that you could possibly do because they already feel so bad about themselves and they have such little self-confidence. For me to embarrass them, embarrass them in yeah. front of people. I mean, I'm just going to belittle them. I'm going to make them feel like nothing. What am I going to gain from that? What are they going to gain from that? They're never going to come back. Yeah. So, so this person, I actually let them shave reps because if I, if I'm asking them to do 50 reps and they do 15 or 20, that was 15 or 20 more than they ever would have done before. Ah, that's a good. So I'm to willing to sacrifice that for the greater good, because I know that this person needs some sort of movement more than anything. And this has turned into the one place where they show up 30 minutes early just to fucking be here. Yeah. Like they love being here. They get so excited, you know, talking with me, talking with Manny, whoever's there. Like they love being there. This is the one place where their confidence it's immediately boring. goes up. Yeah. So I'm not going to do anything to knock that down. And like, Damn, you know, you would see a coach and be today. like, well, this, this person didn't run, you know, the full hundred yards. It's like, they're never going to run the whole fucking hundred yards, man. They're not yeah. built for that. You know, they're not there yet. You got That's going to take yeah, years to yeah, get they're there. They're not there yet. They're not there. So you got to, you got to take what you can get. And I'd sure rather take 15 or 20 reps or half of a, a hundred yard run than zero. Damn. Man. Big time. That's just yeah. deep, bro. You, Big know, time. you guys are like low key therapists. Well, so bro. this is, it, it, dude. We, well, him and I rabbit hole this stuff. Like pretty often, I mean, almost every time we talk, we we rabbit hole some sort of topic related. I to said it in the in the last podcast. I was like, I can't call him without it being a thirty minute phone call because we will go down the rabbit hole on whatever it is that person's calling about. And mm -hmm. a lot of times, we call each other about situations just to really not even for their input, just see what the other person thinks. About just to it. say your thought process out loud to see if it makes sense as you're saying it. Yeah, and if they have anything to like return. Awesome. If not, you know, cool. I was on the right track, you know, so I'll call him about people all the time. I'll yeah. be like, yo, how, how do you think I should handle this, this particular situation? I'm well, like, here's well, what I was well, thinking. Well, you'll always text me and I'm like, all right, I have to call you because there's no way I could answer it. Yeah. Even text. inside of like a paragraph. When usually I text you for both reasons, like yeah. I'm doing stuff. I know you're doing stuff. So it's like, I'll text you first to like, see if you're like available. And then it usually ends up on the phone call. But yeah, I mean, a lot of my time and, and his time is spent breaking down situations and, and stuff like that all the time. And, and this isn't just with, with clients, it's with staff members, it's with anything that we have going on, yeah. you know, related to the business, um, which has made us a really an effective team mm -hmm. because he'll call me out on my shit and I'll call him out on his shit. I mean, I yelled at you yesterday for, what did I, I got onto you? Oh, cause you were on the fucking text messages. <laughs> So we have this up launch and it sends out, you know, uh, an automated text saying that our weekly email went out and I'm responding to people. And then all of a sudden another bubble pops up that Manny's responding to them. I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of there. I'm like, <laughs> get the fuck out of there. Too many chefs in the kitchen. That's man. What I, said. I was like, all right, fine. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, and it works like that. Obviously it didn't start out, you know, it wasn't always where I could just tell him to be like, stop what you're doing. <laughs> he would have been like, yo. I'm up here. You're down you're here. Down Don't here, ever talk to me like that. Talk to me like that. Yeah, savage. Uh, but yeah, man. You know, uh, I learned a lot about you guys this uh, this episode. Yeah, we're so far. I mean, we're still going. Yeah, we go deep, and you know what's cool is like, uh, for both of our significant others, is that's a big reason why we're with them. He does this with Daphne all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've I've witnessed yeah. them just like be in a conversation with a group of people, and then it just shifts. It's just them two, 
because they're just breaking stuff down. They're just diving down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And I do the same thing with Danny. I mean, Danny knows a lot about like what goes on in my life, obviously. So mm-hmm. like I break stuff down. I tell her what I can. You know, I obviously don't divulge details about certain things that shouldn't be shared with anyone else. But like mm-hmm. we break down situations and like you have to have someone or, or people that you're you're bouncing those ideas with because as it comes back to who's the authority to decide what's ethical or not, well, who's the authority? Who are you to be the authority on to like decide whether this is the fucking best way to do something? Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. No, no one person should have all that power. No, no one has a monopoly. And you shouldn't on the want truth. to, you know, and like, look at, Ooh, look at say people that again, who are, say that again, say that again. Nobody has a monopoly on the truth. Mm-hmm. That is yeah, a fucking fuck powerful yeah. statement right there. Yeah. And then look at, you know, people powerful in like the business statement. world. I mean, they all have a COO, they have a board, you know, they have people that they're fucking bouncing ideas off of, you know, to, um, to keep themselves in check. Because if it was up to Elon Musk just to run things how Elon Musk wants to, hmm. I, I don't know that Tesla would be where it's at. You know, maybe he's a pretty creative and like savvy guy, but like, I'm sure he's had people in his corner who have stopped him from doing some dumb oh, shit. shit. Yeah. And he still does dumb shit, but I'm sure that it's hilarious. Well, he's a troll. I mean, such a troll, but, um, but there's other people, you know, like the president has a vice president. Like, yeah, it's more of like a figurehead role, but like, I'm sure that to an extent they bounce ideas off. It's like a checks and balances system. Yeah, it has to be. Maybe that's a bad example of managed rule in his eyes. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I'm sure Kamal is really putting in some good input, but you know, (laughs) but I was watching, I was, I was reading about, I was reading about COOs the other day. Cause I was like, that's kind of what my role is, is like, I'm a COO. I kind of do a little bit of everything, but I'm really Manny's right-hand man. So he comes up with whatever the strategy is and it's my job to basically just run with it and implement whatever he wants. But most businesses have somebody like that. And that's why they're successful because the CEO, he can't do everything. He can't be doing marketing. He can't be checking in with staff, clients, and doing the whole nine. And then still brain scheming. Yeah, you have to. Hmm. You know, and I, I think people all need, you know, somebody. And if you don't have a friend or a family member or a significant other that you can turn to with that stuff, guess what? There's people who do therapy. And that's kind of what they do also to an extent. Am I right? Yeah. And, and, and this has also got to be a person that is not afraid to call you out on your shit. Yeah, they can't be a yes man. Yeah, yeah, you know, you, you can't have people who aren't <clears throat> afraid to hurt your feelings as your number one go-to person. You know, you need people to disagree with you. That's why I, I appreciate Cameron and really like the rest of the team. You know, they're not really, at least to my knowledge, they're not afraid to like tell me when they disagree with something. You know, if, if Cameron disagrees, he's not shy about telling me that he disagrees with it. Now, and was then, it always like that or you guys had to grow and get to that space? It wasn't automatically like, nah, I don't know if I agree with that. I th- I think more that I've, so in the more so yeah. in the years, but I think it's always been pretty open. I've I've always voiced it. I think it was more a matter of like, did he trust me enough to like take it seriously or like give it, you know, the time of day? And not that he was like trying to be an asshole, but like when I first started coaching, if I was like, "Yo, why don't we do things this way?" He's kind of like, he knew more than I did, and was like, "You mean well, but it's this way for a reason," you know, like yeah. Stuff like that. Well, yeah, but, there's definitely a level of experience and paying your dues that that uh, has to be involved with your ability to like speak up. Yeah, I was just talking to my buddy this morning about he uh, just had to fire someone at his uh, business, and he was telling me about the experience, and it was like, man, you know, some some employees when they're real young, they get real bold and they think that that they're equal to their employer, and their employer is doing things for a certain reason. As long as that employer is like transparent with with why they do stuff then people have to for the most part know their role in and you know not demand equity in a company for something that they didn't build and they weren't there for when it was down you, you know, gotta so. have some cojones to demand equity in a <laughs> business yeah. man bro yeah and in, i'm willing to bet if you're having to demand equity yeah you probably and then, don't deserve it anyways. And then and then claim that you run the business. It's like, oh, that's a bold statement to say. If, if you know, you know, if you think you run the business, it's like, well, you clearly don't understand how the business runs. Works, yeah. If you're on the front lines and you think you run the business, it's like, no, you run the front lines. Out of touch with reality yet again. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Somebody wasn't introspective. <laughs> no, nope. someone doesn't go down the rabbit hole very often. Nope. You know, it's it's, and I, I think we were talking earlier about like why people don't do it because they're scared of like what they might find. Mm-hmm. I think initially, but I think once you get into a groove with it, it's actually really fucking fun to like go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. 
I mean, it's, obviously most people wouldn't agree with that because they haven't done it yet. But like, here we are, we've that. been just going down the rabbit hole on random stuff for almost 50, 50 minutes. minutes. Uh, I hope you guys are still listening. And you're not tired of, <laughs> of hearing me just blabber on. I actually on. think this is one of our better episodes, bro. But, but I mean, but yeah, I mean, it leads to conversations like this. But I think you have to be in a room with like-minded people to 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 get this. Yeah, you got to have a good tribe. I mean, exactly. I'm, I'm really, really fortunate where like, I obviously have, you know, guys like you, I have Danny, but I have my childhood friends mm -hmm. who we literally talk all day, every day on a group message. And it's not like a normal group text where it's like, yo, look at this girl's boobs or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's some, how normal guys group some, text. <laughs> I don't know. Some group but texts we, are but, fucking scary, dude. Dude, it is. <laughs> but we literally talk about politics and and whatever and we have such a like a eclectic group of people that like no one ever just straight up agrees with everything yeah so we literally will have these debates and like they'll go on for like days because you know some people are working so they don't have time to respond it'll just be this ongoing thing and we've been talking about the vaccine big time and you know we were deciding whether like a vaccine mandate was like ethical or unethical and it was like I don't think that it is. I don't think that it is. Yeah. You know, and it's not to say I'm not an anti-vax uh, person because I, I got the vaccine and I think that, I think if you want it, you should get it. But I think that mandating it um, is the wrong way to go about it. Yes. And let's, let's pretend, let's not even do it on like an ethical level. I think that most people have like a uh, defiance disorder. Mm -hmm. So if I tell them like, hey, you have to do this. What's their their initial response? No. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Like yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna and do things my way. That's like an elementary school lesson too. Yeah. Like like and you're taught really early if you do that, people normally respond that yeah. way. Yeah. And so what what has been the whole narrative this whole time is like mandate, mandate, mandate. You don't you have to do it. Otherwise we're gonna punish you in all of these different ways. It's no wonder that people are, are getting upset about it Blame because and shame. it was the wrong appeal. They should have been appealing to like people's human humane side and like their emotional side and been like, hey, like we encourage you guys to get the vaccine. You know, here are these reasons that we think that it will benefit society at large. You know, it would do a lot for you guys to do your part so that we can do all of these things and have this flourishing future. But no, instead they turn it into this like partisan issue where it was like, you're going to be reprimanded, punished, fined, fired, you know, whatever else. They just keep upping the severity of the consequences. Like yes. there's the big thing going on in New York right now with like the healthcare workers, right? Yeah. And like the National Guard coming in. I've seen some some people who are nurses, you know, that I'm friends with on Instagram, like posting about it. It's like, yeah, I'm I mean, that's not fucking fair, you know, like. Man. You guys were were touted as the heroes of the pandemic for mm -hmm. being on the front lines. Here's your thanks. We're just going to bring in other people to do your job and kick you to the curb. Uh -huh. It's like people risk their lives. I don't know. You know, out. is that is that where we draw the line now? Like you didn't get vaccinated. So end all be all. I don't know. Now, is there a better way to go about it? I think that there is. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think that it's ever about vax or anti-vax i think it's just on how you like approach the situation mm -hmm. i mean yeah. you know, i don't think that that's crazy either and i don't think that that's like a a fucking uh right wing left wing way to think about it it's like very centrist it's think, like yeah i think pretty normal balanced way to think about it <clears throat> you know and then i always anytime i go into the rabbit holes about these things i always think about well then what's the counter argument you know that's always like well if someone thought the opposite what would you know, one of their likely reasons be it's like, well, you would save a bunch of people, so therefore there is no choice anymore. Well, was but, it, but, wasn't that the argument that we were talking about before? Yeah, exactly. You know, there there's that, and then it goes into, well, is there a better way to save? Like, like if if your argument is going to be it saves people, then I think a counter that would be, isn't there a better way to save more people? Or let's go down the rabbit hole further. Okay. Why do we need the vaccine in the first place? To save people. Okay, but. How could they, what's the root of the problem? Mm. Oh, I see where you're going. Oh, do we want to get to the root of Let's the problem? Let's fucking go, man. I pick up, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm making down. another espresso when I get home because I'm oh, on a man. fucking roll today. Fucking guy is yeah. on. But so, fuego. So, yeah. So, I mean, and this. We have an elegant solution we, to the problem. We, we have a situation right now where we are trying to put on a, a bandaid on something that needs surgery. Yep. Yep. So, we have the situation where COVID is is getting wildly out of control. 
you know, and it got to a point where there wasn't anything that we could do to prevent it aside from, um, uh, lockdowns and stuff. Nope. Or- herd immunity. Yeah. Boom. Gotta snap your fingers until you get it. Yeah. You so you get, you get herd immunity, right? And then it's like, well, all right, how do you get herd immunity? Enough people have to get it or have to have the antibodies, you know, through the vaccinations. Okay. We got that, you know, like we're getting there, but like, why were people so susceptible to it in the first place? And let's, let's not go super conspiracy with how COVID yeah, came no, to no, be. No, Anyways, no. Let's, let's go. Past it is that. what it is. Let's just say that it was a, a freak thing happened in nature. It's here, whatever it's, it's here. here, whatever doesn't matter. Right. But statistically, you look at who is um, the most at risk, and it, it, it's pretty easy to break it down in the categories. And this isn't my information or your information. This is just straight up from CDC and, and whoever else. Well, yeah, the, these are what this, the statistics say. So people with <clears throat> com, um, underlying comorbidities, you know, obesity. Um, Any obesity-related illness. You know, anything going cro- on with cro- Chronic and obesity-related illness. Yeah, you know, and, so. and obviously, you know, Elderly people, and chances are, elderly people they probably have comorbidities. Some of those things, anyway. So I don't even think that the age is like a thing. It's not like, well, you're 65, therefore you will get COVID and you will die. Well, what kind of 65 year old are you? Yeah. And I think that's now where we need to go with. Okay, we faced COVID. We did the lockdowns. We did the vaccines. We're here now, so we're coming out the other side. We have to look at society and be like, how do we prevent something of this scale? just ravaging through our world how do we how do we minimize that well we got to take better care of ourselves yep right and how how often have we heard man i read this article and you know he was a he was just a pretty healthy 35 year old and then they show a picture and not to be mean but it's like bro how is he healthy? What's your yeah. definition of healthy? What's your definition of healthy? Because my man looks like he's got, you know, 60, 70 pounds of excess weight. I'm willing to bet that he probably hasn't exercised in a while. If he hasn't exercised in a while, I'm and he's a little heavy, I'm willing to bet that he doesn't eat super well. Mm. Yep. Well, his skin is kind of pasty. I'm willing to bet that he doesn't yeah, fucking get sunlight. sunlight. He probably works in an office in a computer, uh, on a computer. It's like, all right, well, how do we remedy that? Well, guess what? It's really not that fucking hard. Get a little exercise. And we're not asking you to be a Spartan race, you know, marathon runner, CrossFit Games athlete. Like, you don't have to go to that extreme, but like, just take a little better care of yourself and it'll like behoove you in the long run. There I mean, you're, you're literally hedging yourself against fucking illness. Yeah. And not just COVID, but illness in general, your body yeah. can combat better. There was actually a study that came out uh, during the summertime. I forget um, who published the study. But it studied uh, the effects of of exercise on on uh, COVID, and, and and this was not based on cases. This is hospitalization and uh, death because cases are a completely ir- irrelevant measure of of how bad something is. Just want to put that out there, guys. And what it said was 150 minutes per week of moderate, I believe, mo- moderate physical activity. Drastically, what is 150 minutes? Is that like two, three hours? A week. Yeah. So, yeah, so minimal. Yeah. Minimal. Yes. Yeah, so that's 30 minutes a day, five days mm-hmm. a week. Yeah. Is all you need a moderate, uh, yeah, I believe it was moderate activity to um, dramatically raise your chances of like not being hospitalized or dying of COVID specifically. So it's like, man, imagine if we took all of those efforts that we're putting into the vaccination stuff, which I'm not against, but I, I just get a little bit angry being in health and fitness for a living and seeing what it does for people. You know, it's like we know the answer. I know the answer. To me, it's really obvious. Ready? If we get the population to exercise more, eat better, get some damn sunlight, reduce your stressors, we would save way more lives than the vaccine, period. Let's take it another step. Let's ignore COVID for a second. Yep. Just getting fucking regular exercise. What does that do for you? It improves your quality of life Life, in every measurable aspect. Your happiness. Helps fight depression, anxiety. It helps with your sleep. I mean, now we're not even talking about COVID. We're not even talking about like basic things. We're talking about like you just being like a generally better person. And I'm not meaning that in a... um, productive human too. Yeah, you know, it's like we were just posting on Instagram, you know, about like the the benefits for the kids exercising and stuff like that. It's like... 
Well, kids are humans. So if it works for them, it's probably works for you too. It's a marketing strategy, people, that we're we're targeting towards the kids because we want your kids in our program. But it's the same shit for you. Yeah. You know, if you're unhappy, well, let's go down the rabbit hole. Why are you unhappy? What do you do? Do you like, work 15, 16 hours a day? What affects your mood? Do you eat like shit? Do you not sleep? Or when's the last time you exercised? When's the last time you got sunlight on a regular basis? I don't mean going to the beach that one time in the summer with your family where you got sunburned and then you never <laughs> went again. You know, like if you're translucent all the time, man, like that's not fucking good. God, head south, get some sunlight, man. Yeah. You know, like, and it, it's 150 minutes. That's, that's what they came up with. Yeah. That's fucking crazy because it's like, it's not that much time. and if you break it out let's say that you go seven days a week now we're talking about 15 minutes a day yeah 15 minutes a day some people won't put that aside though bro you i take shits for 15 minutes, minutes. you bro. can find 15 minutes some people are so caught up in a rat race that they won't take 15 minutes for themselves that'll well, you know eventually help them in the long you run. know what they need is they need and this is honestly like i'm sure that the direction that you and i are going with like the business is we will get to a point somewhere down the line where it's a little bit more abrasive in terms of like how we talk to people. And, and what I mean by that is like, if somebody says like, Hey, I can't even spare 15 minutes. Bullshit. All right. Well, you call me for the consultation. We're going to chat right now. I'm not comfortable doing that, but eventually I'd like to get to one and be like, yo man, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. You're telling me that you can't find 15 minutes. Let's run me through your day. What do you do? Start to finish. Walk me through it. All right, you brush your teeth. Then what? Made a cup of coffee. Okay, then what? Oh, you watch, an ep you, you watch a news segment? Cool, then what? You know, I bet you I can find you 15 minutes in that day. Well, I think to, to add to that, um, a lot of my personal Instagram has actually been more about finding out why people don't want to do something. You know, it's deeper than priorities, right? It's, it's, it's deeper than the, I can't find time. It's like the why. And I think that our jobs will eventually start more morphing more toward helping people navigate that process. Right. Because, because I think people intend to do the right thing. They want to do the right thing, but there's something that is getting in the way and they can give you all these excuses, but really what they're asking for is, Hey, I, I, I need help and I need someone that I can trust that's going to communicate with me in a way that I can understand and then I can put trust in to find the time for me to do these things that I say are important to me but I need someone to actually bring to light how important these things are to me because everyone mm -hmm. if I said to someone to anyone hey sex is important I don't think anyone would be like no it's not be like yeah it is why don't you do it I'm busy do you want to make time for it yeah if I could are you willing for me to help you with that now that gets that's where it is. Do you actually want to go? Do you want the answer? Do you and want to, to go down the rabbit hole? Do you want that answer? And yeah. that's where I was going with yeah, it, right? Yeah. It's like, do you to, want that answer? I want them to realize that there is 15 minutes. Yes. And then it's like, okay, how can we make that happen? Right? Like, but somebody like that, who's telling me that they don't have 15 minutes, I think that they need to be hit with a little bit of reality yeah. and it needs to be a little bit in their face. It needs to be a little aggressive, you know, because I think that depends on the person. I don't yeah, mean yeah, like yeah, I'm going to be like, listen here, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> listen here, brother. <laughs> Not like that, but just like more, it needs to, it needs to be so obvious yeah. that like they can't ignore it. Right. And how to do that. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a whole separate conversation is like, yeah, that's a whole strategy that you might have to sit down one day and really map. Right. And we're, we're not there yet. Yeah. We're not there yet. But you know, I, I just think it comes back to like everything that we've talked about is, um, you can't be afraid of, uh, about what's on the other side, you know, because mm. chances are if, if it's the answer and it scares you, I bet it's going to benefit you more than anything else. Yeah. Amen. So from a health perspective, if I know that I need to exercise, you know, obviously that's going to be fucking big time, but let's do it on small scale. Somebody who already exercises and they're like, man, I want to improve my snatch. Let's go down the rabbit hole. All right. What's, what's the weak link? Oh, you know, I, I can't hold a lot of weight over my head. All right, well, you need to spend more time, you know, with stuff overhead, handstands, all of this stuff, right? I'm just being really general. Yeah, but I don't like doing that stuff. But guess what? I bet if you do that stuff, your snatch is going to improve. Yeah. Right? So it's like, it's there, you know, but like, they don't want to do the handstands. It's just uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. You know, if, if somebody's a weightlifter, 
let's say they're, you know, a pretty big dude, you know, handstands like, why the fuck would I do a handstand? Yeah, you know, I like, I don't bro. need to do that. Like, yeah, are there other ways? Sure. But like, I bet if you can fucking wall walk a bunch of times, you know, with control that you're not going to have an issue stabilizing some weight over your head. You know, if you, if you can control your body weight going up and down, probably off to a good start. Yeah. I would, that, that always sticks out to me with, um, when we were doing our level two, the guy was talking about, he wanted to improve his overhead squat. So we started handstand walking and doing more handstand pushups. And he, then he did his overhead squat. I always, I was like, it's just so fucking true, man. It was yeah. like, it doesn't have to be, um, I want to improve my snatch. Therefore I must snatch I must all snatch. the time. I must. There's snatch. other ways to like do things yeah. that get you better at a, at a variety of things, not just a snatch. Now you just have more body control. Now you're, you're doing stuff that you didn't do before. So I bet you're going to be a little bit more well-rounded. If you're more well-rounded, you're going to be in better shape. If you're in better shape, it leads to all these other things that we've been talking about the whole time. Yep. So it's going down the rabbit hole and discovering uh, different ways of doing things, uh, different ways of thinking, because it might end up benefiting you in a way that you didn't even realize. Yeah. It's fun, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we exceeded our time. Uh, uh, we didn't hit all the topics, but bro, that's okay. How many emails do you have right there? Don't. You don't Is even, that in the hundred thousand? No. It's, oh, you one of those people? Yeah, I got about oh, sixty thousand emails. Oh man! All right, let's go down the rabbit hole on why Jay can't listen, check his email. Hey, listen, <laughs> a lot email? of that shit is like Cluttered. work stuff, don't, and a lot of spam. Anyway, cluttered. Listen, mind. This, was, this was a phenomenal episode. I think we touched on some things that I think a lot of people can relate to. Um, we hope so, at least. Oh, I think I, I think I think this one's going to be. I hit. hope I made sense. I feel like you you were you were on fucking fire today, Cam. <laughs> but go. listen, man, we appreciate you guys for tuning into the Coaching Couch Podcast. We will be back here. Uh, we do we do it every two weeks, right? Every two every weeks. two weeks. Um, hopefully, we'll have a guest for our next episode. Mm-hmm. But thank you for tuning in, and we are out. Your couch. Buy another one, you rich mother. Your couch.